You are listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode 116. Hey, friends, we are back here on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I do not take it lightly that you spend time in your day to listen. I truly do appreciate it so, so much. There are so many other voices you could have in your ear, but you choose to have mine. (laughs) So thank you so much, for real. Before we get started, don't forget to enter our three-year podcast anniversary giveaway that's happening right here for listeners all month long. I am giving away one of my devotional books of your choice and a brand new notebook. You can choose from The Glitter Effect, Give It to God Girl, or my latest, Living in the Lion's Den. All you have to do is leave a five-star review in iTunes, letting me know which episode or guest has been your favorite and why. You can also email me your review if you don't use iTunes at helloawesomeshop at gmail.com. Or if you're on Instagram, like most of us are, just DM me your review and I will make sure that it gets entered into the giveaway. Okay, so this week and next week, I have a two-part interview that is jam-packed with laughter and wisdom. Kristen Calm blew up on Instagram just this past year over on her account, Darling on a Dime, Kristen Calm. Now, each one of those words has an underscore in between. I split this conversation into a two-parter because we dive into rich topics like modest fashion, body image, confidence, bullying, especially in the church, and how we can praise God through it all. So in this episode, Kristen and I discuss how she got her account started, some modest fashion advice, and the struggle with body image no matter what your size is. Then next week, part two will come out and it's going to be incredible as well. So here we go. Let's get this started. Here is episode number 116 that I am calling Fashion and Feelings with Kristen Calm, part one. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast, where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. Before we get started, let me share some amazing deals from a few friends of mine. California-based, female-owned, modest boutique Skirt Society has hand-picked pieces perfect for all sizes. For a limited time, use code HELLO10 for 10% off your next order at theskirtsociety.com. From hoodie sets to jumpers, up your fashion game this season. If you're trying to tame your mane like I am, it is time to invest in Uncut. Uncut offers a variety of hair care cleansing and strengthening products that will help restore and renew your long locks. Use code AWESOME10 for 10% off when you order from UncutHairCare.com today. Are you looking for modest clothing that's both high quality and affordable? Pencil skirts, layer tops, lace extenders, and more can be found at Nuggles. You can also find the cutest, modest options for grade school age girls. 
Use code HelloAwesome10 for 10% off your purchase at www.nuggles.us. That's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S and stock up for all your layering needs. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I have a very special treat this week. A brand new guest and a friend is here with me and it's going to be a good one because she is amazing. Kristen, thank you for being on the podcast with me today. Can you please tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Hi, nice to be here. My name is Kristen and um, I am 36. I'll be 36 this year Um, and I live in Washington state. I have a son and a husband and I do ministry in my church. I do music ministry and children's ministry. And, um, I do some blogging on the side, uh, with, uh, Instagram and some Facebook and, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. I actually, uh, just turned 37. So we're very close in age. Um, and that's awesome. I didn't know that you were from Washington State. So I think you might be the first guest that I've had on from Washington State. So that's pretty awesome. But I nice. I really am excited to get to talk to you and learn more about, you know, what God's been doing. And yeah, you mentioned you do some blogging on Instagram and Facebook. And that's, of course, where I found you, where we found <laughs> each other. And your Instagram really has just blown up. I was just blown away. I remember um, like scrolling and I, and I saw you were um, close to, um, I think it was like 10 to 13,000 followers, um, mm-hmm. which is around the range that I am. And then I can't remember how long, but then I remember the next time I went, it was like 20 and I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, that's crazy. Um, yeah. But I, I. I know that it's been for good reason. You're just so naturally funny and you really have amazing style. And I think a lot of people are gravitating towards those two things. Um, but I really want to know what made you start a profile and how did you begin sharing your fashion and creating fun reels and posts? So um, I had always had an Instagram page that was just like my, just my personal one where I posted, you know, like my food, like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um and then COVID hit and I, I just had so much time and I started posting more often. And then I thought, well, I have all this time on my hands. Why don't I, you know, just try posting like my, my outfits and just, you know, if anyone cares, you know, they can like it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just kind of started posting more and then decided to start sharing my outfits. And then I got, um, I actually got signed as a, I had about, I had about a thousand, 1500 followers at that point. Um, and, um, chosen vessels, uh, reached out to me and asked if I would be one of their ambassadors. And I said, yeah, sure. You know? Mm-hmm. And so then it became more of like a blogging for a purpose, you know, like you have a, a customer, you know, who's reaching out to you that wants to buy the the shirt that you're wearing and things like that. And so it just became more like that. And then I, I just kept kind of going that route and, um, the reels just happened because Instagram decided to, you know, get on the TikTok, you know, bandwagon mm-hmm. and start making videos. And I thought, 
all right, I'm going to make one, you know, I'll just try it out. And I made my first one, um, which is way down the list of my reels, which, <laughs> oh, please don't scroll down them and go look. <laughs> but it's my first reel. And I, it was, I used the audio to like Eddie James's, I've got a fire burning inside of me. And I, I said how apostolic singles feel, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just made that tiny little video and I got like a, a lot of likes for me at the time, which was about 300 or something. And I was like, wow, man, this little video sure did get a lot of likes. And um, so I was like, well, maybe I'll make some more later, you know, whatever. Um, and I kind of kept going on with the the fashion portion of it. And, you know, and then I, you know, I thought to myself, you know, I, I want to be somebody that I could have used as a young apostolic woman, yeah. um, you know, somebody I could look to, to look at the fashion and look at um, somebody who kind of looked like me and, and acted like me and just know that I wasn't alone and in my struggles and know that it was okay to be different. And you were out there being different and proud. And, and I just thought to myself, well, you know, apostolic women already have a hard time feeling kind of, you know, beautiful in our society a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then being plus size on top of it, you have a hard time feeling beautiful. And so I thought, okay, well, you know what, I'm just gonna gear everything towards plus size apostolic women. I mean, of course, any size can glean hopefully from what I'm doing, but I just wanted to really encourage my plus size apostolic ladies. Um, and just apostolic ladies in general to feel beautiful. And in the meantime, I was also encouraging myself because people always ask me, Oh, you know, how are you so confident? And I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm really not that, (laughs) I'm not that confident. Um, (laughs) I'm just really good at projecting it and, you know, trying to like push myself towards, towards that. So it just kind of grew from there. And then I started making more reels and then, one reel in particular went just ham crazy, which was the Walmart super center one. And mm-hmm. it just went absolutely crazy and started getting me a bunch of followers from that reel. Really. I, I, I had about, I'm going to say like five or 6,000 by the time followers, by the time I made that reel. And after that reel, I had about 10 or 11 and wow. Yeah, from the one reel. And I was like, all right, this is creepy. You know, <laughs> like, are you sure you guys meant to follow me? Like, you know, and yeah. then I, as the more reels that I made, more people just started following me off the reels because I became like a someone Instagram showed more frequently in the reels. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I basically got a lot of my followers from, from reels and people sharing my reels to their friends and, then they'd follow me or whatever. Um, so, you know, my following really blew, blew up from that. And, um, you know, that's kind of where, how I got to where I am, um, mm-hmm. with the, with the amount of people following me, it's, it's very surreal, um, because it did kind of just happen in three months, basically. Um, yeah. I, I pretty much went from 6,000 to 2,100, uh, 21,000 and about, uh, three, three months span, two, three months span. That's so fast. it's been, it's been pretty, it's been pretty weird. 
Well, was it was it hard for you to show a more real goofy side online? Because I feel like that part is also tough, especially for women, especially for church women. Sometimes we feel like we have to be kind of serious all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Was it like difficult to kind of let loose and just be silly sometimes? Because I vote that we do that more. I, you know, for me, it really wasn't because that's just kind of my personality. Yeah. And I just decided, you know, to post my, cause people my whole life, and I hope this doesn't sound super conceited, but people my whole life have told me I was funny. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've not really had, um, and I've put myself out there like with plays and things I've, I kind of have a history of being able to put my, have been putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it really wasn't to me because, um, it was just me and my camera. Right. And I was just being me to my camera and nobody was watching me. And when I would put it out there, um, I think especially after the response I got from my first couple ones, you start to feel more confident in mm-hmm. the fact that people aren't just going to think you're a loser and you're <laughs> not funny. And yeah. um, then your confidence builds. You're like, oh, okay, they, they like it. And so then you're more, you're hearing positive feedback and you're more likely to keep doing it. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry if people are <laughs> wanting me to say it was really hard for me, but, um, <laughs> that part wasn't really hard for me. Um, but I do agree with you that, um, we do need to put our real selves out there. And like, if you're a mm-hmm. serious person and that's your real self, then be your real self. If you're, you know, if that's who you are, great, you know, be authentically you. Um, but if you have a goofy side and personality, definitely put it out there because, there's a whole lot of apostolic women just like you and they're going to relate to that and um, be drawn to that. And, and humor in general yeah. is something people kind of come together through. Like everyone loves to laugh. Um, mm-hmm. And in general, if you, you are funny or joyful in your videos or you don't even have to be like making crazy faces, you could just be, you know, funny in your own way like some people are just really witty or they have really good comedic timing and you know you can put yourself out there that way you could put yourself out there in a inspirational post um and you know just show who you are show who you are really Mm -hmm. um because this world is really desperate for authenticity and realness and in general christian women and people kind of get a rap for being fake. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they see somebody that's really truly authentically being themselves, um, in general, people are drawn to that and respond to that. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's not in a way of saying like, go out and like inauthentically be authentic, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like just truly don't stress yourself out. Some people stress themselves out so much with their reels and, yeah. Oh, are they going to like it? Are they going to do this? So just, 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 just breathe and be yourself and you know, you'll shine. Just be yourself. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I think that's so important to hear nowadays. Um, and yeah, I agree because I'm the same way, just goofy and silly. Definitely have a lot of people telling me, you know, that I'm just a nerd and whatever, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. being goofy, always trying to make people laugh. And I'm the one that laughs at my own jokes and yeah, you know, 
my husband rolls his <laughs> eyes, you know, but there's a couple of reels that I have done as well. Um, some of them I've had like, I'm like characters, you know, in different skits mm-hmm. and stuff, promoting my books or whatever. And I found that was probably the biggest response is like, if I just um, myself, like you were saying, yeah. just, this is how God made me. I am goofy. Mm-hmm. And there is just such beauty in comedy and humor. I'm a big clean comic fan. I, I listen to it every single day and I think, um, yeah. And I think Instagram could use that. It's so refreshing. And I think that's a huge draw for, for people. Um, you know, when they see your reels, it's like, oh, she's going to make me laugh today. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think the most popular constant comment that I get is thanks for making me laugh in, Mm. um, on a day I really needed it. And I'm like, you know, you're welcome. That's what they're there for, um, is to make you laugh, feel a little bit of joy that day, you know, whatever it is. But that is the comment I get. One of the comments I get the most is, you know, just simply, I love your reels. Thank you for making me laugh. I just laughed all day or I laughed today because of you or, you know, whatever. And, um, in a world that so desperately needs joy and laughter, especially after the last couple of years, I think people are just really like, thanks. Thanks for making me laugh. Thanks for taking some of the pressure off me today or, or, you know, whatever it is. And I, that it really warms my heart with those messages because I'm, I'm just thankful I can do that for somebody, you Mm -hmm. know, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah, definitely. It goes to show that, you know, we can use the platforms that we're given for good, you know, to put good things out there. And Mm -hmm. I think when people go to, you know, your page, they can get a laugh and get inspired, you know, with your style of fashion. It's so fun. And and there's been times where I'm like, oh, I would have never thought to put those colors together, (laughs) patterns together, because I to me, I love fashion. Mm -hmm. It's something I've always been interested in. Um, I I'm an artsy person. So I love to draw that. Nice. Um, but then when I go to put my own outfits together, sometimes I lack a little bit on how to, <laughs> on how to dress my body. I feel like at 37 years old, I kind of have some of it figured out, but you know, it's always nice to see what everybody else is doing just to, yeah. to get an idea of what maybe I could do with my wardrobe. And I'm, right. I'm just curious, how did you find your style of fashion do you think that you have a style um are you still finding it um what is that like yeah so um with with my fashion choices I've always you know when people try to like nail it down I I have a hard time nailing it down because I really just buy what I like um and yeah I'm just like if I like it I'm gonna buy it you know um but in general I mean generally it's it's just kind of, um, I have a lot of, I have a couple fun pieces that I like, I like statement pieces and I like unique pieces. Um, so I will get some of those. Um, but I also do have like my basics that I can put together for like every day. And I like hardware. Like I like, um, like studs, you know, like belts and things that have like, uh, trimming on it, you know, like hardware trim, like the motorcycle jackets that have all the buckles and everything and the zippers. I love a good, like zipper that doesn't do anything, but it's just there. You know, I love a good, just, you know, do nothing zipper. Um, uh, so I guess a little bit, I like a little bit of the lack of a better word, rocker edge to it. I like those kinds of things. Um, 
So I, I'm just very eclectic. I kind of just tell people I'm, I'm eclectic and um, I just like what I like. And if I, if I look at it and I think it's pretty, I'm going to buy it. And which my husband probably wishes I didn't, but Hey, here we are, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, so, so yeah, I pretty much just buy what I like. And um, uh, it's, it's definitely evolved throughout the years because um, my, my confidence level has changed. And so before I would, you know, not wear things that I liked because they were too short on me or, you know, show too much of my arm or, you know, whatever insecurity I was trying to hide. Um, I just simply wouldn't buy it even if I liked it because I felt like too much of my legs would be out or something. And I mean, like still below my knee, you know, I'm not talking like up my thigh, but, um, so I, I, I kind of limited myself and then, um, actually because of Instagram and the blogging, uh, I actually grew a lot in my confidence and it's really helped me, um, get out there and, and buy the pieces that I've, I've always loved, but been too afraid, too afraid to wear. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I've, uh, grown quite a bit in my fashion, but in general, um, I'm just kind of eclectic and I like hardware. I like fancy stuff all over my things and I like statement pieces and I like to go big or go home for the most part, unless I, I'm tired and I just want to look like I'm homeless. <laughs> you know and throw my hair up and not even care <laughs> and so. all the ladies listening said amen yeah we know exactly. <laughs> yeah damn <I'm> homeless <laughs> I agree with you though I just I love too many different things and I always think it's because I'm an artist like I love all colors I have a hard time picking mm-hmm. even my favorite color I have a like mm-hmm. maybe my top three but right um I've learned too, and I'm more of the petite. So I'm, I'm, it's been hard for me in a different way finding clothes because Mm -hmm. I have to find clothes that don't look like they come from the children's section and they actually fit like a womanly figure, not like, you know, a teenage boy. But, um, (laughs) you know, when you just find something that you like and then you really look at your insecurities, it really is hard. I, I can't remember specifically, I think, I forgot how old I was, but I had very, very, I have very, very broad shoulders. And for the longest time, I would just kind of like hide. Um, mm-hmm. And I was very vulnerable and insecure about just being petite. And so I would actually wear baggier things, which mm-hmm. now looking back, I realized I made it worse for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, I wasn't really dressing yeah. the body that I had and mm-hmm. I was trying to hide it all. And it really didn't help. Um, But now it's like, I think you do get to a certain point. Maybe it's age, maybe it's experience, maybe it's God, maybe it's all of it, where you just kind of realize it's just, it's just like a shirt. You know what I mean? It's just skirt. And and yes, they do mean something. I'm not trying to say that they don't. Um, It's very important. But, um, you know, just put it on. And if you don't, Mm -hmm. if it doesn't, fit right and you end up not liking it well then don't wear it again it's I I think we just get into our minds a lot and uh Mm -hmm. and you know when you're looking at uh your wardrobe as a whole and some of your favorite things uh if you could choose one staple piece for a modest wardrobe what would it be and why 
I mean, it's going to sound really cliche, but a straight column black dress. Um, mm. Because um, one that's like a midi, midi length yeah. so that it, it goes like a little past your knee or like to your mid calf. Um, and just a, a kind of a straight dress. It, you know, it doesn't have to have sleeves because you can put, you know, things over it, but it can have a little sleeve too. Um, but in general, you need a, a variation of a, a straight column dress because you can put anything you need over that dress. I mean, you can put a kimono, you can put a suit jacket, you can put a sweater and tuck it up and do the belt thing. You can, you can pretty much do anything you need with that little dress and it can take you, um, from, you know, day to night. I know it's super cliche, but, um, that little black dress is really going to get you really far. And in general, anything you are going to wear multiple times in a week, you Mm -hmm. should generally spend more money on, um, because those are your staple pieces. And those are the ones that are going to last you a long time and that you're going to wear the most. So you want to put them, I always tell people it's cost per wear. You want to say, okay, yeah. Okay. This column dress or this skirt or, um, whatever might be like 50 to maybe even a hundred dollars, depending on how well it's made. Um, and you're mm-hmm. like, golly, a hundred bucks, say it's a hundred bucks. We'll just go with the big number. Um, but if you look at that black dress and you realize your outfits are completely infinite, there are, there is, you, you can put anything with that. Um, and think about how many years you're going to have it divide all that by the hundred dollars and how much have you really spent because you're not going to go out and buy another one because that one broke, mm-hmm. um, or ripped because it's, you know, it's well-made hopefully. And it's going to last you a really long time. So I tell women in general pieces that you're going to get a lot of use out of just, you should be comfortable spending more. Now your, your side pieces, you know, you can get those cheaper from like, you know, a couple Shein or, or whatever, um, where we know we get the good wholesale pricing basically, or, you know, whatever you can kind of do filler with things like that. Um, but you definitely want your like staple pieces, like your jean skirt, your black skirt, your black dress, your maybe a black suit or a blazer or, um, something like that, because, you know, you got church, you have work. Some of us have to go to work, you know, go out into the work field. Um, you are, you know, weddings, you are going to be able to use that, anytime you have an event that pops up, you don't have to be like, Oh my goodness, I have nothing to wear. Well, yeah, I do. I got that black dress and I've got a great shirt I can put over it and I'm done. No stress, no fuss. And I'm all a bit about the like getting ready in 15 minutes sort of thing. Um, people see me and I'm like, golly, it must've taken you hours to get ready. And I'm like, dude, if it takes less than 15 minutes, I'm out. Okay. You know, my husband takes longer (laughs) than me. So, um, even my hairstyles, people will be like, Oh, that must've taken forever. And I was like, that'll take me like five minutes. <laughs> so, um, so I try to show them how that works because I'm all about getting out, you know, looking nice and put together, but not spending all day on something. Um, and if you do, that's fine. If you spend a lot of time doing your hair or whatever, that's fine. Some of you, some girls have like so much hair that it takes forever. Um, I, I don't have the, I don't, my hair's not cut, but it's not heretic, like hair. That's not the right word. Heretically, that is not right. Um, <laughs> genetically, I um, just don't have like super, super long, long, thick hair. So I know like 
for those girls, things can take a little bit longer. Um, but in, in general, <laughs> I'm all about that fast paced life of just getting in and getting out. Um, and so when you have good statement pieces like that, it can help you, you know, get in and get out faster. Um, and then you got your, you know, you can have your really great statement pieces that can cost a little bit more, like a mm-hmm. really great going out dress, um, is a good staple. That way you have a dress for like date night or, you know, a church event or, or something like that. You have a good well-made dress that, you know, you can always pull out. Um, it's, it's just good to have a good basic dress. You can dress up and down and then a good, like fancy dress that you can dress up and down and a couple good you know, pencil skirts in your wardrobe and those things can cost a little more so that you can get in and out, you know, wear them all the time and then not break down on you. And you'll end up spending more because you're rebuying and rebuying, you know, if you pay $25 for something, but you've bought it seven times, you just spent more than if you had just bought the hundred dollar skirt. So, um, it's just things like that. When you go shopping, it's just things like that. You know, don't be afraid of the price. Just stay in your mind. How many times am I going to wear this? Okay, I mean, ugh, you know, my husband might give me a face, but I will give him the speech yeah. of cost per wear. And I will wear that skirt every day. And every time I wear it, I'm going to be like, look, honey, look, I'm wearing my skirt. Right. Can't get mad. Can't get mad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's good. Those are good tips. I really appreciate that because I think it is, um, it could be kind of overwhelming because, um, I think we try and do so many different things with a lot of different pieces. And I think uh, I know that's where I am personally is I'm trying to always look at what I have and what I could reuse for multiple outfits and things that I could layer, especially dresses and pencil skirts, things like that. And um, definitely just spending a little bit more. Um, I know I try to spend a little bit more on undershirts. You know, mm-hmm. we use those like water. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so just spending a little bit more because you know, you're going to wear them right. almost every day or right. every week. It's going to be multiple mm-hmm. times a week. So I agree. Yeah. That's very, very good. Um, so uh, recently, you know, I want to go back to what kind of what we were talking about before, but about confidence and you know, insecurities and different things like that. You recently posted something that was very vulnerable about yourself. And, um, and I know a lot of people related, related to it. I know I did, and I was reading the comments and, um, you know, growing up, it was hard for you to be confident because you, uh, you share that you were bullied for how you look and that carried through adulthood. Um, I know for me, I also was bullied, uh, but I actually have a different story where I was a bully. Uh, mm-hmm. This was before I was even in church. And we know yeah. that there are bullies inside and outside of the church. And we'll get to that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I have a unique perspective where I know why I was bullying now that mm-hmm. I look back. Um, mm-hmm. And I was, it, it was, I mean, it was awful. Uh, and so you shared that and uh, a lot of people responded and Mm -hmm. I wanted to know what has God been teaching you through showing up on social media now? Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I shared that post because I knew that somebody that was either going through it or had gone through it might need to read that. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, again, I wanted to be someone that I wish I had when I was little, um, and not little, but like a teenager, preteen. And if somebody, you know, of course, social media was non-existent basically, um, when we were teenagers and, and in middle school, but, um, has had somebody written in something like that, somebody that I looked at and thought, wow, they're so cool, even though you know, I'm really not that cool, but, um, <laughs> uh, somebody had written that, that I looked up to or whatever, um, that they had had a similar experience to me and they got through it and, you know, they were called names too and things like that. It, it would have helped me as a young person. And so I, I wanted to put that out there because so many times in our apostolic movement and maybe Christianity in general, I'm not sure, but um, we tend to not talk about things. Mm-hmm. and um just kind of well you just pray about that well um, you know yeah you should pray about it but it just makes people feel like they're completely alone and the tactic of the enemy is to isolate yeah and to make you feel like you're by yourself in your struggle nobody else is dealing with this and if they are you just must be really bad because they're seeming they can they're handling it just fine whoever else is dealing with it they seem to be just fine and you're here just this mental wreck Hmm. and what people don't understand is that most people are mental wrecks i mean honestly you we all have something in our past that is has wounded us we might have things in our current situations that are wounding us um there's so much pressure on women in general these days that it can become extremely overwhelming. And my goal is to talk about it so that we don't feel so alone that we make an eternal decision off of something that is temporary and Mm -hmm. that can be worked out. And for me with the bullying and, and all of that, you know, there's so many young women who have taken their own life because they have felt completely worthless. Mm. They have felt totally alone and completely unloved and unwanted. I, I, I don't ever want to not be, a. I just don't ever want that to happen. Of course, I know things like that are going to happen, but I don't ever want someone that I have been in contact with to have not felt support from me. And that I don't, I don't, I don't ever want to say, wow, you know, I should have talked about that. No, I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to let them know they're not alone. I'm going to let them know they're, they can, it can work out, you know, and that's what my post was about. It was about having, um, just, I mean, really being, I, I, I was good for a long time, all through elementary school. And then, um, I had to switch, switch schools in fifth grade in the middle of the year. And cause we moved literally across a street and the bus no longer went to mm. my house. So I had to swap to the school that was on the other side of the street. Really yeah. stupid, but yeah. there I was. So in the middle of fifth grade, I ended up having to switch schools, having no friends and not knowing a single soul. Nobody talked to me. Um, and, and I'm a, a very social person. So I went from having friends to not having any and, um, sixth grade, it was just, it was the same. Um, and on top of it, I was starting to gain weight because, you know, puberty hits and Mm -hmm. everything changes. 
and, um, you know, I was starting to gain some weight. I was starting to turn to food. Food was kind of becoming like my comfort zone. You know, I could just eat and feel better. Although technically you're really not feeling better, you know, um, it would just comfort you. And so I, I was turning to food and so I was gaining weight on top of it. And then, you know, I didn't really have the church I was at at the time. The youth group was kind of just non-existent really. Um, and I didn't really, you know, all the kids were either three years older than me or the ones my age weren't really there or, you know, you know, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't have a support system from my friends at my kids, my age at church either. So I was really just kind of, and I want to say in case any of you are listening, (laughs) that's not a dig at anybody (laughs) because I'm, I'm, I don't ever want people to think I grew up with that. I'm like talking bad about them. So I just want to throw that out there. This is just my truth in my life, you know, um, so I, anyway, I just felt really alone and like, I didn't have anybody to talk to and, you know, junior high hit and it just got worse. Cause they, mm-hmm. every, every kid has their own issues. They're going through their own self. Most of the time, if they're picking on you, it's because there's something going on in their insides. You know, they, mm-hmm. there's something going on at home or something they don't have, they don't have, um, confidence themselves so they're projecting that onto you and bullying you so that you feel as bad as them and it's how they're hiding it and you don't know any of that when you're when you're in seventh grade you don't you don't know all that yeah um so you're just getting here you just getting pummeled and um in eighth grade what I talked about um there were some children that lived in my neighborhood and yeah they followed me home every day every day they followed me home and they moved at me the entire way home and I would go in and my mom worked nights at the time I'd go in my mom's room and I just cry, 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 cry my eyes out every single day. I just felt so alone. I had, um, I mean, I was just gaining weight and I, of course <laughs> I say, of course, but what I felt like was of course, you know, I didn't have any boyfriends <laughs> mm-hmm. and I mean, I couldn't date anybody in school anyway. Um, I was too different of course. And that was fine. Um, it's very good that I probably did not date anybody in school because when, especially when girls feel insecure about themselves, they, you know, maybe do things they shouldn't be doing. Um, and, um, so it was probably a godsend that I didn't date anybody. Um, but, and then there was nobody for me to really date at my church. I had went, started going to a different church at the time that had, um, and the only reason I started going there is because they had a youth group and my parents knew how important that was. And so we, we swapped over to the other church for that reason. Um, and, you know, I started getting friends. Um, you know, some of the girls thought I was cool. And I was like, are you crazy? I'm like, not cool at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not cool. Uh, but um, so I started getting some friends again, but I still had all of the baggage and yeah. all of the um, habits that I learned, all the eating habits and how to cope and the baggage of being talk to and I and I would still get talked to like that because I wasn't out of high school yet um you know I'd still go to school and and they'd make fun of me in gym and because I was the skirt girl wearing, pa- wearing pants and then they'd make fun of me about why I wear pants and you know oh we can tell why you don't wear pants you know things like that and so as I grew up you know people are always like oh gosh I wish I'd go back to high school and you could not pay me enough to go back to high school I would no thank you Um, and, um, I carried all of that baggage into adulthood and, 
I, I was very self-conscious. I thought nobody actually liked me, you know, mm-hmm. like when I walked away, I felt like I was either too loud or I said the wrong thing. And I still struggle with that today where like, I'll leave somewhere a party or something and be like, no, you really just talked way too much. <laughs> you talk too much, you know, you were annoying. You dominated the conversation you, or if I was a little bit, you know, quieter, I should, you know, Kristen, you really should have talked, you know, talked more. I, I always kind of beat myself up after yeah. I leave somewhere, but, um, I carried all the insecurity and thought nobody liked me for who I was. If, you know, I was so fat, I was so ugly. I was just hideous. No man would ever want me. No guy would ever want to date me. Um, and I, you know, I had a couple, I had a couple and I hid, I hid myself in my clothes. Let's just say that I hid myself. I wore, I mean, just bad, you know, I just made sure I, I, I was covered from like stealing the floor, you know, like I was covered Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are like, man, you're so spiritual. And I'm like, girl, it's because I'm insecure, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I believe in holiness and everything and you should be covered. But like the reason I was so covered was because I was just incredibly insecure. Yeah. And, um, I, I just carried that, I just carried that through life. And I, um, you know, I got into some bad re- relationships with, I shouldn't have gotten into because of it, because I was so desperate for love and I was so desperate to prove to myself that a man could love me and that I was attractive and oh man, I did some dumb things. And you know, that's a whole different story for a whole different time. But there's so many people that, and, and I I feel ashamed about it, but at the same time, I know that if I don't talk about it, there are so many other women that have been through that too. Mm -hmm. And if I don't stand up there and say it, who, who's gonna, and the people aren't going to know what to do when it happens to them. And when they feel that way, you know, you can warn them, you can say, Hey, you know, like, I understand, I get it. I get that you want love and affirmation and to be thought of as beautiful, but you do not need to do this. Right. And I know this because, Hey, guess what? I did it. And it's just, it stunk. And I wish I hadn't done it. And, you know, it left a little scar on me and I don't want you to have that scar. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what sharing is all about. Like, look, it hurt me. I went through it. I don't want you to go through it. I, I understand that we're, you're going through the kind of the same things, but if I can, let's, let's leave out this pitfall and let's leave out that pitfall and, and let's yeah. talk about it so that, so that you don't have to deal with all the things that I dealt with and you can be healthier and then you can in turn make someone else healthier mm-hmm. and make someone else healthier and, and so on down the line. And, you right. know, I, I ended up losing, I ended up losing some weight, which praise God, never thought was going to happen. I lost like 40 pounds and, um, wow. I, I ended up, I, yeah. I need to do that again, but like, add like two more zeros, but, um, (laughs) I ended up meeting my, I ended up meeting my husband and something I always prayed about was I, you know, I, God, I want someone to love me just for the way I am. And, you know, because your weight is going to fluctuate throughout your life. Um, in general, in general, Mm -hmm. there are some people who are blessed and have the same weight their whole life, but, um, in general with child, children and, and getting older, your body's going to change. Even if you're, you weigh the same, your body's still going to alter itself um, Mm -hmm. with age. And I just pray, God, I want someone to love me for who I am and not only what I look like. And yes, I was thinner when I met him. Um, I wasn't my thinnest. I had gained a little bit back, but he truly 
thought I was beautiful and loved me for who I was and found me beautiful. I mean, I would wear the grannyest of the granny PJs and you tell <laughs> me I'm pretty. He's like, Oh, you look nice. I'm like, I'm wearing Croft and Barrow. Like, I mean, it is, <laughs> it is flannel, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know? And mm-hmm. so I, I have somebody that, that, that loves me for exactly who I am, regardless of my fluctuation of weight or, or whatever. And it, it's, I, I still realize I, even with him, cause you know, guess what? Hey, they don't fix everything. You still have to deal with your own mess on the inside. You know, some people think, oh, if I, I do A, B, and C, if I get married and this, all my confidence, I'll have tons of confidence. And no, you won't. You have to fix no. what's, <laughs> you have to fix what's going on on the inside. Yes. Yeah, you do. And so honestly, Instagram had helped me. I would alter my photos a little bit. I would make myself a little, I actually was because I was so insecure. I mean, that's just, I'm going to put that out there when I first started. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would make my arms smaller. I'm like, okay, I can't do that. I might make my arms smaller, you know, or something. And because I was still so insecure, mm-hmm. but as time went on and I wouldn't edit them, you know, as far as, I mean, I put filters and stuff as far as like coloring, um, but I wouldn't edit them body wise as time went on. And this was like in the very beginning, just so everyone knows, I do not alter my photos. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but as time went on and I would post more and people would like my photos without me, you know, and I would, I would, I would back off and I wouldn't alter them a little bit and I would post them and people would still like them. They wouldn't be mean to me. You know, there's that fear, that reflex, like, um, oh, they're, you know, if I, if I don't do this, they're going to hate me and they're going to call me fat, you know? And when they didn't, and they still loved me and they still loved them and they still encouraged me and told me I was pretty or whatever. And yeah, that might sound really stupid, but it started to build my confidence and I would post more. And then, and I, I mean, I, like I said, I don't, I haven't altered my photos for over a, about a year now. Um, since I started getting larger uh, mm-hmm. in the following, I just was like, girl, you can't do that. Okay. You know, like just be real. Just be you. Just be real. That's your whole thing. Like (laughs) stop editing your photos like that. So, um, I, and, and my, my confidence would build and it was just these little, these little steps and, you know, people are like, Oh, I don't know how I get that confidence. And really you just take, you just take little steps. You know, you stop editing your photos to make yourself thinner. You, you put yourself out there just a little bit. You wear maybe a color. Maybe don't wear black. Mm-hmm. Wear red. Wear bright blue. Wear green. Wear wear a bright color. You know, and little by little, your confidence will start to grow and grow and grow, and your comfort zone will begin to grow and grow and grow, and then all of a sudden, your comfort zone will be huge. Yeah, and you'll be like, "How did I get there?" Well, it was all these tiny little tiny little steps that got me from point A to B. I didn't take a huge leap. Mm -hmm. I took a lot of little tiny steps. And there are some days I talked about it, I think three, maybe two weeks ago, I had a bad day. Like everything I got in the mail, nothing fit. I look like trash and all of it. I look huge. I was like, none of these work. The sizes are just not right. The clothes didn't fit. I just felt like a cow and I cried. Like I sat in my bathroom and I cried because 
nothing fit. And I felt so ugly. And I, I let myself cry about it. And I was like, they're just clothes. They're just clothes. Mm-hmm. If they don't fit, then they weren't the right ones. These clothes are not you. These clothes are not your worth. How You know, the scale is not your worth. And I would just talk to myself. And yeah. I was like, it's going to be okay. These are not your worth. It's okay to like have a bad day. Like just because you're confident doesn't mean you're not going to have a bad day. Just because you've grown doesn't mean all your insecurities just vanish and you're this just like amazing, confident, no insecurity kind of person that never has a bad day, never cries. Please. You know, I I cry all the time. I'm cry baby. So do do what you need to do. Cry about it. Like, you know, let it, let it out for a minute, but make sure you pick yourself up. Don't stay down there. And that's the key. Don't, don't stay in that moment of pity and just wallow in it and have yourself a little, you know, patty pity party. Cause you know, really I'm a little patty pity party person. Like I like to be in my little pity party. So I have to, I have to pull myself physically, you know, like mentally pull myself out of that and be like, no, we're not going to do that today. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it, it, it's, sometimes it's that way. You just, you have to pull yourself out, make it happen. And just, you know, use that mental discipline, those disciplines and, and pull yourself out and shake yourself off and say, okay, we, we had a tough one today, Yeah, but that's not tomorrow. That's not even an hour from now. We had a tough one where we're, we're, we're going to make it, we're going to get over it and we're going to, we're going to try again. Um, I do have a phrase that I tell myself that I felt God tell me a couple years ago and I've shared it before online and I keep sharing it whenever the opportunity comes up. But he said to me in my spirit, have a moment, but don't make it a monument. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, a light Mm -hmm. bulb because I'm the same way. I think when you're an emotional person, when you're just, Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you wear your heart on your sleeve sometimes. Mm -hmm. You can be very sensitive. I know I am. And, you know, me too. (laughs) You know, I have to realize that I can just, you know, I could cry about it and then do something. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I think sometimes we feel like we have to go either or like you just cry about it and wallow or you ignore it and become hard. And I think like you can have a moment where, yeah, you know, I I get frustrated as well. Sometimes clothes don't fit me. Sometimes I can't find clothes Mm -hmm. that are um, just my body type. Uh, even being a petite person, it's one of those things that I do talk about as far as like, if we, um, if we talk about body shame, we have to go both Mm -hmm. ways. Exactly. Um, I have a Mm -hmm. hard time with, uh, comments that are directed at me about my petite size because they could be very hateful. Um, and Mm. well, this kind of goes into my next point because I've had, I've had a lot of uh, people who I appreciate and who, um, who I looked up to in the church say very, very just gross things about like my small petite stature, thinking that it was mm-hmm. okay because I'm skinny. So, uh, right. she, she's fine. You know, she's skinny. She can handle it. Like she has no problems. Right. And it's like, yeah, but this is my body you're talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. and so 
I, I could see it going both ways from my perspective. And so sometimes I'm like, none of these clothes even fit because Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not as curvy. I don't fill things out as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And after having two children and, you know, after having a child, your body does change a lot. So there Mm -hmm. are some parts of me that I never even thought I would be insecure about. Mm -hmm. And so my husband is the same way. He'll say some very sweet thing. And I'm like looking at him like, are you looking at the same thing I am? Because I'm not. Um, I don't think that you at all. You talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think this is something that we do, do need to talk about more. And it's one of the things that I really did want to have you on for is because I really do appreciate you being open about that. I think it's definitely a need out there for young ladies to just be part of these conversations with us because we've been there. And mm-hmm. also, like you were saying, they're not alone you're not alone Mm -hmm. out there. All of us have felt some insecurities. And just because somebody slaps like a filtered, pretty, pretty picture up on Instagram, Mm -hmm. and they're smiling, it doesn't mean that they're smiling in the inside, maybe. And so, you know, there's a lot of things like bullying and mean girls inside the church. And I know um, this is also something we don't talk a lot about. And I I definitely want to tread lightly, because I'm very, very careful with um, making sure we don't tear down the body of Christ. But I do think that right. there are divisive spirits among us. Sure. And I do think that, you know, the enemy will just use the worst part of ourselves um, mm-hmm. to kind of uh, further his agenda for mm-hmm. just creating more division and, and hatefulness inside the body of Christ. And, and a lot of that is jealousy. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is just gossip. Um but there are just a lot of bullies and, and mean girls uh, in the, in the church. And, and, you know, I, I want to know, hold up. I know that you were expecting more from this awesome conversation with Kristen, and we will get to that next week. That's right. I'm leaving you with a cliffhanger because the next part of this interview is too good and deserves its own episode. Thank you so much for listening to part one and be sure to tune in early Monday morning for part two. Don't forget to enter the three-year podcast anniversary giveaway. I'll be here with Kristen on Monday. I love you all so very much. Have a blessed week. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories? Tagging me at Live. I would be so encouraged. Also, please leave a five-star review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts, sharing how God used this to bless you. Don't forget to subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome and shop inspirational products, head to helloawesome.live using the promo code HELLO10 for 10% off your next purchase. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.